Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Get On Purpose, Episode 7, Season 1. I'm your host, Karen James, KJ. And uh, last week, we had a great chat about values. And over the course of the week, I've received some really good feedback from listeners about how much our values change over time and how our character develops and we become wiser as our value change and, you know, hopefully almost for the better. And there was some great examples of people sharing, you know, just things that they valued at one point in their life that they no longer valued and the importance of letting ourselves and our businesses change their values. And, you know, when we live our lives with our foundational values or our, our blueprint, these become a great filter for deciding how we do things and, and actually what we do. And this is really a, a great way of becoming a better person, of living the good life, of, you know, living a life in pursuit of purpose and meaning because we're actually consciously filtering the things we do, the things we say, and um, where we spend our time. So I just want to take a moment to pause and just discuss charisma because I had a question about charisma over character um, before we get into today's episode. You know, charisma is a gift. Some of us have it and some of us don't. And it's, it's often something you can't even describe. You know, you can't quite put your finger on. But the net result is that you as an individual who holds the gift of charisma, you have the ability to influence people. And if this is a natural gift to you, it's it's really important that you have a strong blueprint or, or, or foundational values because your reach will be wide and it, it you know could be very influential. And in our world today, it seems that we value charisma over character. And in fact, sometimes people even mix them up. They think charisma is character when in fact, they're very different and Really, what we hope is that one feeds the other, that charisma is a vehicle or an input to share great character, to, to be able to share the foundations of, of a great character. So things like your integrity, being trustworthy, honest, your, your, your moral compass, your ethics. And really, ideally, it's going to be our character that will be remembered. So I just wanted to kind of take a moment to discuss that and highlight the distinction. So today's episode is about two things. It's about leadership and strategy. And I blend them together because I think you can't have a strategy without strong leadership. And I also think that people don't really follow a leader they don't trust. And if no one follows a leader that they don't trust or believe in, well, it's most likely your strategy is not going to be implemented. And if you have a strategy that really isn't clear on your purpose, and the meaning behind it, well, most people are going to be asking questions like, why are we doing this? And what's the point of all this? I don't understand this strategy doesn't make sense, all of that kind of stuff that anyone who's worked anywhere has probably heard before. Um, and, you know, rarely do those things get done. So let's focus on leadership first. And, you know, I think now is a time really like no other in terms of leadership and politics. And it's, I think, fair to say that the majority of people are really disappointed with politicians and, and, and leaders. So I want to park all of that and take accountability for our own lives and focus on our own leadership, you know, the leadership of yourself, because really we need to be the leaders of our own lives. And it's really easy to 
point the finger at other people, at politicians, at other leaders. So leadership actually starts with us. We need to wake up every day and set our own moral compass, our true north. We need to decide every day that we're going to pursue our purpose. We need to decide every day we're going to aim for our future, our vision. And we need to decide every day that we're going to live our values. And if you think of these things like the four walls of your house, you know, your your blueprint or your moral compass, your purpose, your vision, and your values, the things that matter to you most now, it's it's then surrounding us every day. And we get to change these from just being intentions or conversations to actually living them, to actually turning them into actions. Or as I always like to say, our talk is no longer cheap because we're actually walking the talk. And why should we expect other people to lead with purpose and meaning when we don't? I watched this video on YouTube with Simon Sinek talking about, dare I say, Donald Trump. And, you know, he, he challenges us to say, well, you know, could it be there's aspects of him that is is a manifestation of of us? And I think, you know, it kind of speaks to this idea of, you know, taking accountability for your own leadership. It's this great video floating around on YouTube where a teacher puts ping pong balls, puts an empty jar on the desk, puts ping pong balls in the jar, and then adds gravel, and then adds sand, and then adds a beer. And it all fits in the jar. And the message of the metaphor that he was creating was that you got to look after the things that are most important to you first, the big rocks or the ping pong balls in the metaphor. And then you put the smaller things in and then you put the smaller things in and then you put the stuff that, you know, is just the kind of fun stuff or the stuff that you may not need, the beer, I guess, last. And um, I think it's a great metaphor because the order that you live your life and the way you live your life matters. If you had decided to put the beer in first, you'd fill the jar pretty quickly. Or if you put the sand in first, you'd fill the jar pretty quickly. Or even if you put the gravel in, you would never have room for all four. And so these four walls, this is, you know, the metaphor of the house is, I guess, the metaphor of the jar. You know, your blueprint, your purpose, your vision, your values, they've got to be sized in and put into your house in the right order in order for you to live a life pursuing purpose. So I always like to talk about noise and filters. You know, as an engineer, you know, we learn a lot about how to cut out noise and acoustics and how to create clean things by putting them through filters, whether it be sound or water or air. And I think that um, having the idea of the world is noisy and I need to filter it is a really important thing to have um, top of mind, particularly if you're young. I know with my daughters, I, I just look at their Instagram feeds and I find it overwhelming. And I recently asked my daughter, so how do you cope with this? And she turned off her phone and looked at me and she goes, I just do that. And that's her filter, right? She just turns her phone off. So what's making those decisions? What's giving her that kind of, you know, that idea to just turn it off? Well, it's a decision that she's made that, you know, one of her moral compasses is she's she's going to live her own life. She's not going to benchmark herself on the way others look. She's just going to walk to her own beat of the drum or what is it? drum to the beat, you know, you know the saying. (laughs) And so when you have these um, four pillars in your life, the four walls, well, they help you greatly with filtering and noise. And then you get to lead your life, be the leader of your life, and your behavior is exactly how you'd like it to be. You're actually deciding what's going in your jar 
of your life in the order you choose it to be in. So the second part of this podcast is about strategy. You know, where is your cunning plan, so to speak? If we use the metaphor of the jar, you really need a plan to know where you're going. So you put things in the right order. So you pursue your purpose and vision. So you live your values and you get what you want done. And if you don't have that plan, well, you might accidentally put the sand in first and then add the beer in and then it gets stuck in the jar and it's very hard to get out. A funny analogy, I know, but I think it's very powerful to almost have this visual because try to get wet sand out of a jar is very difficult, but you know, putting the ping pong balls in and then pouring them out and putting them back in again is pretty easy. The big rocks, they're the most important. So let's focus on strategy or cunning plan with respect to business, right? What you're going to do, how you're going to go about doing it, how you're going to achieve it, being on time, on budget, and literally to plan, to scope. So in business, we often hear about strategy on a page. Personally, I don't like the expression because I think it dumbs down something that actually needs quite a lot of thinking and inputs to get it right. Um, I feel so strongly about this. I created a video blog on um, YouTube on on Purpose Hub. I took the time to head out to the control towers at uh, the Sydney airport, the international airport, because, you know, it just, if you don't do the work behind the strategy, it's just a pretty PowerPoint slide. And what is that work? You know, what is it that we need to be doing? Well, it's everything that this podcast has been leading us up to. You know, the first question is, as an organization, what do we stand for? If that isn't woven into your strategy, well, then you're going to make some mistakes. And what is our purpose? Why do we even exist? Again, it's got to be woven into your strategy. And the vision, if you don't know what your vision is, what you want to look like in five years, well, your strategy is going to be very short-term focused. And what matters to us most? If, if things like diversity of thought or diversity of, of people or anything around diversity is key to you, is one of your values, well, what's your strategy to make that happen? It, it just doesn't happen. You actually have to have a strategy to bring diversity of thought and diversity um, of people in, into your organization. So those four questions, if you don't know the answers, how could you possibly you know, draft a strategy on a page? So I'm actually reviewing a strategy on a page right now for a company who's, who's done the work. You know, they've answered those four questions. They know what they stand for. They know their purpose. They know their vision. And they know their values, what matters to them right now. And the creator of the one pager, you know, all the work seems to have forgotten about them. They've forgotten to reflect on them and weave it all together. And, you know, knowing how this happened, it was time pressures to get the strategy done, to simplify it onto a page, to get it ready for a board meeting, all the usual things. And what ended up happening was they forgot what really matters. They forgot the important things they had been focused on and invested in for the sake of just getting that one page are done. And, you know, unfortunately, when you look at it, nobody really understands it. It's too busy. The slide's too busy. And people are like, I don't really understand this. It's, I don't, I don't get it because it hasn't got those four questions, the answers to them woven through it. And, you know, how does a strategy on a page succeed without having um, the depth of the purpose, the vision, and the values woven through it? So I think, some key questions that I like to ask whenever 
reviewing strategy is, you know, who is the customer? Are we really clear who the customer is? Some customers, it's pretty straightforward. You have one and one only, but most organizations have many. You know, they have buyers, they have sellers, they have employees, they have partners, they have the community around them, they have shareholders, they have Mother Earth, they have many. How are you going to make sure you look after all of them? And does one come before the other? And the second question I always like to ask is, what are the null hypotheses that you want to bust through? You know, what are the things that are always assumed to be true? You know, but at one stage, everyone said the world is flat until someone said, no, I I think it's round and I'm going to sail and see what happens. You know, what are the null hypotheses that your organization has just been kind of assuming to be true that maybe aren't, that that you can innovate through? What's the new technology, of course? What are the new markets? That kind of stuff. Third question I always like to ask is what is urgent? And how are you going to make sure you manage that through your strategy, but it doesn't define or break your vision or, you know, short circuit your future? And the fourth one is how are you going to make sure your controls and policies are in place? I know this sounds really boring. Call it governance, but just pick up, you know, read the news. There's a story every day of leaders or organizations who have failed who just didn't think these things mattered. But they do. This is why we have the rule of law. This is why we have regulators. This is why we have whistleblower policies. The pursuit of justice, these things are there to make sure that we're all doing the right thing. And if your controls and policies aren't embedded in your business, if you don't have strong governance, sooner or later, something is going to unravel. So I think these four key questions at the start of every strategy really make sure that your strategy is going to answer the big questions and effectively get you on purpose. It's going to take the four things that you decided through this podcast that matter, ask yourself some big questions about your strategy and put them together. And hopefully you're going to get a plan, a cunning plan, as I like to call it, for your personal life and for work that's going to get you on purpose. It's going to turn your intentions into actions, and actually give you a plan to get things done in the way that you want to get them done. So now my favorite part of the podcast is our GAPA, Get On Purpose Action. So I'm going to break it into two parts. The first one is, of course, to reflect on how you lead your life and how you're conducting yourself each and every day. So the GOPA is to spend the week monitoring yourself and ask two simple questions. Am I the leader of my own life? And are my actions, my behaviors, aligned with the intentions that I set out to achieve? And the second is, do you have a cunning plan, a strategy at home and at work? And if not, spend time putting one together for each a strategy for getting on purpose in your personal life and a strategy for getting on purpose in your work life. Lofty, I know, but when you have one, you'll see the difference. You'll feel the difference. And in the end, you know, in the words of the great Maya Angelou, she said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. When you're the leader of your life and taking accountability for your behaviors and you've got a plan, people will remember how these things impacted them and how they made them feel. So remember, what you do matters. 
Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes as Get On Purpose. And if you want to leave a comment or review on iTunes, we love it. Always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Karen T. James. And I've got loads more info over on the website, KarenTJames.com. You can also, you know, find us on social, in Facebook and Instagram, On Purpose Hub.